We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Kind of a unique Tuesday episode in a lot of ways. Number one, we didn't have the live podcast for you with Toby and I because, well, I'm on the road with women's basketball, the debut of Jenny Baranchek in Vermilion, South Dakota, as the Sooners take on the Coyotes of South Dakota. And Toby's getting ready for a men's hoops broadcast tonight, the debut of the Porter Moser era against Northwestern State. So it's been a busy, crazy, fun crossover day. So Toby and I are going to come at you Wednesday night with the game plan 
We'll recap uh, everything we learned from all the press conferences, all of taped coaches corner by then. Toby will have had not only the press conference show, but the players only Lincoln Riley show coming up tonight from Rudy. So it should be a fun day. But again, as we said, a different day. So let's bring you both press conferences from today. Lincoln Riley had a personal issue that came up. So Dennis Simmons pinch it for Lincoln Riley. I want to ask you, what do you remember about that 2019 game down there at Baylor and just your emotions, and how much did that really not only set the tone for that football season, but for the program for years to come? Uh, I think the thing that I remember most is, you know, you had a, a, a lot of young guys that was getting the opportunity to play that night, and uh, just to see the excitement on their faces as they had that opportunity to step up and, uh, you know, obviously playing well. Uh, it's probably the kind of like the thing that we experienced a couple of weeks back with the uh, – with the Red River shootout, things didn't quite happen the way we wanted to uh, in the first half of the game. Uh, but I thought we came back, and you know, you kind of got a sense that in the locker room at halftime that this game wasn't over, and that guys were going to come back out and, and and respond and be able to do their job. Ryan Aver, Dad Dennis, uh, just want to ask you about your guys. How do you feel like uh, your group has has progressed? Do you feel? Better about them now than you did uh, early in the season, and uh, you know, what, do you, what do you think about the prospects for their development over these next uh, three games? Uh, do I think they're working hard? Yes, I think they're working extremely hard. Uh, you know, are there, is there still areas that I think we need to improve upon? Uh, you know, that answer is quite obviously uh, yes. Uh, I do think you know, you know, last year at this time, I think one of you guys had an article about us being number five in the country with dropping touchdowns. So I think we've improved upon that. So that's a plus. Uh, but I think, you know, in, 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 in all areas, uh, you know, whether it be the run game and uh, making the competitive catches, I think, you know, there's still areas that we need to, need to grow on before it's all said and done. And specifically, uh, Mario Williams, how do you feel like he's uh, progressed uh, to this point and uh, you know, come along? You know, I think Mario's done a great job. Uh, you know, I could credit some of his uh, or a lot of his success to to the guys in the room around him. Uh, you know, Mike has some, uh, you know, significant amount of playing experience. And, you know, Jaden has been a guy that has gone through what he's going through coming in as a freshman, getting some playing time. And, you know, one of those guys that was highly sought after coming out of high school. So I think they've helped his, his, his transition into college. Jason Kersen. Yeah, Dennis. What is, uh, I know he's been out the last couple of games, but what has Mike Woods added to your room uh, this season now that you know, we've gone through nine games? I'm just curious, his veteran presence and, and the big playability, what, what he's added to you for you guys? I'm not sure. I, I really didn't hear your question. What were you asking? Um, Mike Woods, just what he's added to your room since he's joined the team. I mean, he's added a lot of value. Uh, you know, once again, he's a guy that has, has you know, been in a, a lot of wars and, and, and and has played a lot of college football. So, I mean, there's some things, you know, that go on in between the lines that he's able to help those guys with uh, just from that veteran leadership uh, standpoint alone. And then, uh, obviously, with the success that he's had on the field and the competitive catches that, you know, he's made in, in coming up in crucial situation in games, I think that's added, you know, to our offense as a whole. John Hoover. Dennis, um, when you see a, a head coach change at a program, like Baylor's gone through a handful of times the last few years, you tend to see a lot of change in identity, especially maybe in, in, in this case with, from Matt Rule to Dave Aranda, you might see a change in identity 
on defense. Do you see that? Is, does that show up from coach to coach, or is kind of Miranda building on what that foundation that Matt Rule seemed to lay down for the well, I mean, I think Baylor, you know, ever since I've come back into the, the Big 12 conference has been a, a team that, you know, gives you problems defensively. Uh, you, you know, with Coach Rule and his staff was there, you know, they, they created some some situations for us. And, you know, David Randa is probably one of the brightest defensive coaches, you know, in, in not just college football, but in, in the game of football, period. And, you know, he's going to have some wrinkles that uh, will be a struggle for us as uh as we go into this game Saturday, just like he did last year uh, when we played him. Dennis, is Jaden Hazelwood like where you need him to be now? And what's been the most different about him during this last month? You know, Jaden's been uh, practicing hard and he's been competing. I think the biggest difference for him is, you know, you see a level of consistency there. Uh, is he where I need him to be? No, uh, he's not even close to that because I, I just, you know, for as talented as he is as a, as a, as a, as a player of the sky, there's the limit there. Uh, you know, now, do I think he's maximized a lot of his opportunities? Yes. But, I mean, is there still a ton of room for growth there with him? Yes. What the week off do for you guys, just as a team, and seeing how you play against Texas Tech, if not your best game, certainly one of your best this season, how does that help you so-called for championship November? Is that something you can feed off of as a team? I think the, well, let me stop you there. It really wasn't a week off. <laughs> we didn't have a game on Saturday. But I think what it did uh, for the players uh, mentally, it gave them a chance, you know, to get a day to just kind of step away from football and, and reunite that fire that they have uh, inside to, to enjoy playing with each other and enjoy the process of it, you know, the, the, the lifting the weights, the, the, the running the routes, the practice, you know, the, the day in and, and day out things that is not as, as so much the glorified fun part of football. I think, it, you know, it gave them a, a chance to get away from that and I want to miss it for a second. And, and now, you know, we've come back with a renewed energy uh, as we started practice off this week. And, you know, the guys, the emotional level and the intensity in, in, in practice has been there. So I, I think it, it came at a, at a great time uh, for us. Uh, and hopefully it, it will show uh, the success as we finish out the season. We saw a couple guys on social media post, you know, like I think Caleb went back to DC and saw Kennedy with some sort of something he killed with a, on a hunting trip or something. Um, did you guys encourage the players after the stretch that you know you guys went through to maybe get away if they could, or what, what was sort of the talk from coaches to players about that? Well, uh, to kind of give you a little rundown of the schedule last week, uh, you know. If they got their grades and everybody was academically in line that Friday, they were able to to kind of get away uh, that Friday and Saturday, and then everybody was back on Sunday. So I, I guess Kennedy took uh, his weekend to go hunting, which you know I guess it's hunting season, so that's what hunters do. So, but yeah, it did you know it did give them a chance to to get away, uh, you know. Kind of going back to uh, Mr. Patton's question, uh, it, it kind of gave us a chance too to look at some of the things that we have done uh, from an uh, individual position standpoint and, and see what we need to improve upon uh, with those first uh, nine games under our belt. Barry? Yeah, Dennis, how, how have you guys been affected by the changing quarterback three or four weeks ago? Uh, at the end of the day, 
our job is to make whoever's calling the snap count right. So, I mean, you could put my seven-year-old son back there. We're going to play. So, I mean, we're, you know, we love all three of those dudes that, that, that take snaps there. You know, it, it, with us, it's, it's really not a matter of who's back there. Just whoever's back there, our job is to make them right. So that's the way we look at it. Dennis, uh, you know, you, you you talk so much about going against secondaries and how you guys have adjusted to doing things. Baylor runs that, you know, they have, you know, they run that spur defense. They have a spur. They have the defensive back. Talk about the matchup against their secondary. Well, if I did that, they're going to have a GA sit here and, and, and go back and, and comb through that. So I won't answer that question. Uh, I will just say, you know, we're aware of what they want to do defensively. And, uh, you know, they've had some success uh, doing it in the past, and we'll see how it fares out this Saturday. Aaron Dennis, it's, it's aggression that leads teams to success. In November, it's no secret. Uh, weather change, game's tighter, a lot more at stake. Do you like where you are offensively in terms of toughness, in terms of that aggression, or do you need to get to a different place to, to know this, know you'll succeed? Well, I think in, in anything you do in life, you never stay the same. So to answer your question, do I like where we are? I like where we are today. But tomorrow is going to have to you know, be turned up a notch. So I, I, like the, I like the trend that our team is going right now. You know, we're competing with each other every day out there on that practice field, and you know, and, and able to, or in order to be able to flick that lick, that that light switch on on Saturday, you gotta you gotta practice it, and you gotta do it, you know, Monday through Friday. So I, I like the direction that we're at right now, but once again, each day brings a new challenge, and within that challenge, you have to be able to be able to to rise to that level. So. Is there difference between how you prepare your receivers for playing with Caleb to Spencer or, you know, any kind of adjustments that they make? Uh, there's not much difference, honestly. Uh, you know, we're going to run the same plays. Uh, one guy's going to be a little bit taller throwing the ball than, than the other. So other than that, outside of that, there's not really much of a difference. We got to be in the spots that we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there and, and, and make the catch when, the, when it's delivered. Do you notice a difference? You've been here for a lot of Novembers now. Is there a difference that you notice from team to team? I mean, it's different personnel, different quarterbacks. But that championship November, do you notice something different in the, in the players themselves when they get to this month? I think I've noticed something different within this team throughout the whole year. It just didn't start this month, uh, you know. A lot has been uh, said about, you know, how we played, you know, so far to this point. But, you know, I would look at it in this standpoint. Uh, and we've had some great, and I've been a part of some great teams here. But, you know, this team has been a, a team that has found a way, no matter how you look at it at the end of the, of the day, to be successful and win football games. Where if we go back and we look at it, you know, I got here in 2015. Not a lot of those teams could say they were able to do that game in and game out. Let's go back to John Hoover. Just wondering, um, sometimes you hear about players going through a sophomore slump for whatever reason. Um, how's Marvin handled that, that second year of expectations and kind of evolved this season? We've seen kind of maybe his game has expanded a little bit lately. I, w I don't know that I would necessarily classify it as a sophomore slump. You know, Marvin is. 
you know, made some tremendous plays uh, for us this season, and he's maximized, you know, the majority of opportunities that he, he that has come in front of him. Uh, you know, I think our team is, you know, for across the board a little bit more balanced. So I mean, he's not necessarily asked to go out and and be quote unquote the Michael Jordan of the offense. Or now you got guys that. You know, he's got a supporting cast that can that step in and, you know, are able to execute and make, make plays and the ball is being spread out, which is putting more stress on defenses. Now they got to account for, you know, three to four guys as opposed to one guy. So I, I don't necessarily know that I, – I don't necessarily would, uh, think he would say it as a – or look at it as a sophomore slump. He, I, I, you know, if you would ask him, I would assume that you would probably look at it as, hey, you know, I'm doing – and I'm contributing in every way I can to help us be successful as, as a team, as an offense, and, you know, doing my part. He's really turned it on uh, lately and has delivered more big plays. Does it correlate with the quarterback change? Is there? Can you put your finger on why those two things happen kind of simultaneously, or is there a direct correlation? I mean, the only correlation I can give you is great players produce when it's time for great players to produce. I mean, and, you know, to use a basketball analogy, you know, you see in the fourth quarter, Jordan take the game over. Well, you know, Marvin, in my opinion, is going to be a great player. At times, he needs to, and when it calls for him to take over the game, and you know he's been able to execute and make those plays when that time comes, uh, when everybody else around him is is supporting cast, and, and you know everybody else is making plays, he's he, you know he's doing his role his role in other areas that don't necessarily always show up on the stat book. Thanks, Jason. Jason Curzon. Again, it's on Tuesdays at this time of year. I think everybody's glued to the TV at night for the playoff rankings. Is that something you talk to your guys about at all? Is that do you encourage them to not watch it, or do you guys even pay attention to it? Uh, I mean, you know, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what they watch. I could tell you I don't watch it. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we talk to our guys about controlling the controllables. Uh, where somebody sees you, you know. That's not something that we can control. We can control how we practice. We can control how we pre prepare. And we can control how we play on Saturday. And you know, if we go out and we do and maximize everything we can control, which is winning that game, then at the end of the day, things should, should, should line up how they're supposed to line up. Eric? Uh, you arrived in 2015, or since you've been here, you've always had an experienced quarterback, a quarterback with experience last year even. Spencer was had a redshirt year under him. What's impressed you the most about the way Caleb's just stepped in as a true freshman and really been a, being able to grasp everything? And then that learning curve, it's, I know it's still ongoing. What's it been like seeing him learn as weeks go on? Uh, and this is going to be a bad analogy, but I mean, you asked the question, so I'm going to answer it. It's kind of like having a kid and watching them go out and do something for the first time. You, as, as a parent, it fills your heart with joy to see them you know, fulfill that task, whatever it may be. Uh, and with, with Spencer, I mean, I mean with uh, Caleb, you know he's a kid that he wants to be, to be the best at what he's doing. So, I mean, you see the things that you guys don't necessarily see of him coming in early, studying film, you know, going to get with, you know, some of the offensive uh, linemen trying to figure out, okay, this is what y'all do and, and trying to factor in how all of the pieces of the puzzle. So, I mean, you see in him put in all of that work. So, I mean, now it's almost to the point where, okay, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be doing this. I've, I've put in enough work to where, 
I know all of the answers to the test. This is easy. So to see, you know, that smile on his face when he runs off the field and the smile on his face when he runs on the field, I mean, that, that confidence about him is just like, yeah, I got this. I mean, so as a, a person that's on the staff, a part of his career, I mean, you, you can't help but be overwhelmed with joy to see that. Uh, once again, I mean, our focus is not about what some committee thinks we are as a team. Our focus is about what we can control and who we are as a team. And, you know, at the end of the day, if we win all of our games, they decide that we're not supposed to be there, then, you know, that's on them. But the only thing that we can control is, you know, we got to worry about winning the games. And if we don't take care of our end of the bargain, then it's, you know, it's a mute point. I wonder what you thought about when the dead period was going on and he organized that that meeting. I think Jaleel came, the Sooner Summit thing. What did you guys as coaches think about that? And did that tell you anything about him? Well, I mean, he had came down on a, a visit well before COVID had start, started. Uh, so I got a chance to meet him as a person. And, you know, when you're in a room with somebody, you, you kind of pick up on a vibe on what type of person they are. And I mean, when he walked in the room, even as a 16, 17 year old kid, you, he had a presence about himself. So I knew he had some leadership qualities. Uh, first thing I thought about when uh, someone mentioned that uh, he was organizing and they were doing it, I was like, well, I hope Toby in compliance knows because, uh, boy, this, there's going to be some, some phone calls over this one. And then Sooner Defensive Coordinator Alex Grinch talked about the bye week and looked ahead to Baylor. Uh, I want to ask you about that 2019 game uh, down in Waco, especially Nick Benito. What do you remember from his performance at the end of that game, not only the interception, but uh, leading up to that? And just how big was that for his uh, growth and development, uh, confidence, all of that stuff? Yeah, there's only certain parts of that game where you, you even want to talk about it. Um, that's one of them. Um, but I, I think at that stage in his career, obviously, he's a young player, Richard freshman, you know, a rotational guy. Um, was really, you know, positioning himself to, in some ways, be an every-down guy. But as much as anything, was just was you know someone that that continued to to build trust with you know with the, his teammates one and two with the coaching staff, um, but didn't have a lot of production. I mean, it, you know, getting lined up was kind of check the box, and, and we were sure glad he did and, and be where you're supposed to be and and that and uh, you, know, you know opportunity at the end of the game to to, to make a. Um, which, in, in, in turn for him, is not a career-defining uh, play because he's, he's made so many uh, since then. But uh, in that moment, uh, that's exactly what it was. I mean, that, that uh, someone had to make a play. We always tell the guys in two-minute scenarios that you know, someone has to make a play. And so often, the offense has the advantage because they know they have to make a play. You know, we get the benefit, quote-unquote, um, that uh, if time runs out, then, then um, in, in – uh, the reality, we won the game, but uh, so having it, and one of the things we tried to make a, a real point of in two men scenarios is is someone has to make a play to win the game, and so put put ownership on our part, and, and obviously he did, and uh, um, he has, he's taken off uh, from them, uh, from then, and uh, you know is a guy that uh, we're gonna need a big weekend out of uh, this week as well. And how do you feel about the way he's playing uh, right now? Compared to maybe early this season, yeah, no, I, I think there's there's certainly some flash plays, some some uh, 
Um, other instances where, uh, you know, some, some missed opportunities. Um, I, I think there's been some tremendous weekends and, and, and some uh, um, probably, you know, trending more towards the, the just okay. I, he's also battled a little bit from an injury standpoint and really battled through some of these games too. Uh, which we don't, uh, you know, announce with a megaphone that his ankle hurts or whatever it is, you know. So um, I give him a lot of credit that, you know, some of those things that, uh, you know, maybe wouldn't have done in the past in terms of grinding through and that. Um, and, and, you know, you, you may not get the production uh, when you're out there, but, uh, no, he, he's, he's battled and uh, I think he's going to be healthy this weekend and expect him to have a good one. Alex Lincoln talked yesterday on the conference call about how we're in a unique time, how midseason firings draws attention to coaches on staffs. I want to ask you, he said he has complete trust in his staff knowing that they can handle maybe their name getting thrown out there in coaching. With you and your names getting thrown out there a lot too, how do you handle what's going on on that side versus the job you have at hand? And then I also want to ask you just your desire to be a head coach in the future. Yeah, I, I think people would be, be surprised, and, I, and obviously I can only speak for myself. I don't want to speak for the entirety of the, the profession. But I think you, know, you, you would be surprised in the ability of coaches just to do their job and have you know, such a, a, a uh, uh, huge responsibility, again, in, in, in my role here. It's a role that we've talked at length about over the last several weeks that I need to do a better job of. So believe me, job number one is to, to prepare these guys to, to play the best football we've played the entire season because I think that's what it's going to take to beat a very good Baylor team this weekend. Um, and, and so, um, no, that, that, that's always the focus. It, it's hard not to, to, to focus. And even if you wanted to focus on something else, there, there's that, that, that play that comes to mind from practice that day. There, there's that, that play that you might see. There's that adjustment. Um, and again, I don't think I'm unique in that. Uh, from from that standpoint, you know, the, the the even during a bye week, you know, you want you want to be distracted by your friends and family using something another example, and you have a tendency to be thinking about that Baylor game in two weeks. So um, it's, it's just kind of how we're programmed. Um, and no, I you know it it uh, you know in this profession, there's there's um, um, a, a number of opportunities that. Uh, um, you know, may come your way over, over, over time. At one point, you're a graduate assistant and you're, you're dying to, uh, to call yourself a position coach, you know, and that, that may pay you $10,000. $10, and man, if you could make 30 um, and call yourself a full time coach with benefits, I mean, it, it's, it doesn't get any better than that. And, and um, if you're fortunate, you do a good job and you're around good people, then you have an opportunity past that and, and on it goes. So that, that's uh, kind of the, the, the name of upward mobility that way, but uh, um, that would be the extent of it. Personally, to be a head coach one day. Oh, it's there. It absolutely is, um, and that, that's something for the off season. Alex, you see a lot of times with freshmen, like they're not ready in September, and they grow into the process to where they're ready. But a couple of your guys, Latrell McCutcheon and Billy Bowman, they had a lot of reps early, and now they're seeing those numbers take take a dip. Is it not like are, have have you lost them, but? Where's their confidence level, and how have they handled that? And it can go so many different ways. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the first thing for, for a freshman coming in is you just want to, as best you can, put them in a situation where they, they can possibly, you know, impact your, your, your depth, whether on special teams or on defense, uh, somewhere early in the season. Because you know, again, with those reps, that's the only way they're going to get better. 
Um, and so that, that's for all those guys. And, th and then as you go through it, obviously injuries can, can uh, um, you know, change roles along the way. You don't anticipate this is going to happen. Then all of a sudden, that, that minimal role turns into a, to a greater role. Um, and in those moments, the, the, uh, no one cares that you're a true freshman, right? And so you're evaluated as if you're, you're a senior. Now, now obviously, we, 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 we talk to guys a little bit different you know, as, as their experience level uh, changes. And you're talking about guys that we think can be, be absolutely studs here. Uh, in time, um, guys with, with great ability and they have shown flashes over time um, as well. But uh, in terms of our confidence in them, it, it's as, as high as it's ever been. But um, that, that's something that's got to show up on Saturdays. They'll continue to get work and to continue to get opportunities. And the big thing for them is take advantage of those opportunities uh, when they get them. Um, and, and, you know, watch them on the practice field today. They continue to work. Um, and, uh, you know, guys that, uh, you know, hopefully we get some meaningful reps out of uh, here late. When your name is out there as potentially being a candidate for head coaching jobs, how do you handle those conversations with your recruits here at Oklahoma? Uh, do those ever get awkward, or how, how do you do that? Uh, it, it doesn't. I mean, I think if, if it's a, you know something that, that you get far along along in the process, where you know it, it's something that uh, has to be a conversation, um, but but. No, I, I think uh, just as your name comes out in, in the media or something like that, one, you're not sure how your name comes out. But uh, um, I guess the second piece of it is, is no, you, it, it's honest and upfront. And uh, here we are today. So um, pretty honest. John Herbert. Alex, when you see uh, turnover in, in head coaches and coaching staff, she's tend to see change in identity uh, on, on the team. That might not be the case in Baylor from Matt Rule to Dave Miranda and their, their staffs. Uh, it looks like a lot of the same playmakers, a lot of the same plays, and a lot of the same guys doing some of the same things. Well, I, I think that's a, a, a very accurate ob observation. It really is. I mean, I, when you watch them, I think the quality in, in which they play, we've had some absolute battles with them uh, even a year ago. I know their, 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 their record wasn't what they, they wanted it to be a year ago, but uh, you know, over the last two seasons, playing three times, and, and I don't remember the easy game. And, and you mentioned you know, with different staffs along the way, but uh, you know, a commitment to run the football, uh, the ability to run the football, it's one thing to commit to it. It's another thing to be successful at it. Um, the opportunity to hit explosive plays through the air, um, and that's against every opponent. That, that's not just one week or, or versus certain looks. Or um, you know, there, there's sometimes stats can go a certain way, and then, then when, when you break a team down, well, they got most of those yards or those points or whatever it is against you know Team X or Team Y. Um, but there's a, there's there's lack of consistency that way. But when you look at Baylor, you're talking about a team that consistently through the course of the season. Uh, the ability to run the football and then hit explosives through the air. Um, so it uh, no, it'll be a, a, another absolute uh, a battle down there in Waco. Jesse Brandon. Hey Alex, uh, you, you've talked about kind of wanting to see not only more turnovers but more aggression. You know, causing those turnovers was that performance against Texas Tech more of kind of what you wanted to see, and and, and how big was that leading into this this game this weekend? No, I I think uh, you know because you can't have it both ways. You 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 can't. Uh, you know, kind of be down in the dumps when you don't get turnovers or be so frustrated. And then when you get them, they act like they're not any big deal and you just dismiss them. So, I mean, I, I was very excited for, you know, the opportunity to, to come down with, uh, you know, three footballs uh, in, in that game. Um, you know, there, there's more opportunities out there. I think it's, it's a, um, a, a program-defining stat as we go through uh, the month of November. I mean, that's got to be in our, in our favor. 
Um, you know, the one thing about, you know, bye week and watching college football and NFL football where you're kind of, you know, you're, you're not wrapped up in your own, your own game. You, you see how it just further emphasizes how critical, um, you know, turnover margin is. And as it applies to the defense, obviously we only have, you know, one side of that thing in terms of the impact. And so um, that, that's, that's a, a major number uh, moving forward. And, you know, one of the things we talk about with takeaways is, is it's also the ones you don't get because there's the, the intent you get. You get more physical football when you when you got guys with the intent on every single play to get get the ball out. You get more bodies around the football, which means then gang tackles. So, you know, s- some of the things that you see in terms of playing elite defensive football is uh, when you have that intent. You know, you may not get the ball out. You know, one of the things we talk about. You know, if you had 30 opportunities to to punch at a football, you know, is that going to be enough to get one out? You know, and, and that may not be the case, but. If, you, if there's 30 opportunities, that means there's 30 tackles that, that guys are making uh, in a position to, to get the ball out. So um, it, it, uh, um, it's, it's a huge stat. And uh, again, there's, there's some um, byproducts of that that, that may not uh, that necessarily show up in the takeaway total. Yeah, good workout. Good game against Texas Tech defensively. Is that part of you that um, you want, you like the, the off week because you needed it? But you want to see it again. So probably want to see it again. So you do it. And also, can you update any injury situation like a Woody Washington? Can you update on that? Yeah. So we're you know more positive about Woody than we've ever been. I mean, you know, one of those guys that uh, uh, has been out a long time at this point, and uh, um, so it's still hopeful, absolutely hopeful, uh, to have him this week and certainly trending that way. I think uh, um, you know DJ Graham as well um, is a guy that was out for a little bit. Uh, uh, played a little bit. Uh, Jalen Redman was a guy that played a little bit. You know, trying to work him uh, more back in. Got got some reps. Uh, you know, cleared. It's one thing to be cleared to play. It's another thing to be able to play at a high level. Um, but uh, so so envision uh, hopefully getting some some uh, more work out of him, uh, which would be good. That, that back to the injury front. But uh, um, no, I, I thought uh, from a performance standpoint, it, it it looked more like the brand of football that we want to play. You know, one game's not going to define who you are. Um, you know, on the good side or the bad side. And so we, we got to make sure that uh, you know, our intent over the next three games, most specifically this week, um, is, is guys flying to the football, you know, play, playing top-down defense. It's amazing how good you can be defensively if you play top-down defense from a secondary standpoint, keeping the ball in front of you. You know, you know, there's not a coverage that doesn't involve someone making a play on the football. And we can draw stuff up and we can invent stuff and, um, you know, and everybody tries to do that. But eventually when that ball's in there, someone's got to make a play. And so it, it was good to see. And there's some missed opportunities in that game as well. And you're never going to make them all. But uh, we was pleased, uh, uh, you know, with, with the ability to, to make some of those. And that's something that's – and now all of a sudden you get a handle of football in terms of a takeaway. So, uh, you know, all those things uh, um, apply. So, um, no, it was uh, excited to, to play a better brand. And that's something that's got to continue for us. Guys recently got Jalen Redmond back against that Texas, uh, Texas Tech game. Just he said he was a little bit rusty last time we talked to him, as you would imagine. But what have you seen out of him lately in practices, and how big is he when he is able to get real impact for you guys? You know, he, he's played very, very good football for us when when he's been available for us. Uh, you know, both this year and then uh, you know years past. Um, you know, he can be an impact guy, and so we expect him to. Um, and and uh, like I said, but, but was fortunate to to get him a little bit of work. You know, I think you know, cleared midweek or something like that. You don't get a lot of you know meaningful snaps in terms of practice, but he understands the defense and try to be smart with him, not just throw him into the uh, into the fire and, and and see if he you know kind of sink or swim type of thing. But uh, we're past that now with with uh, you know some good practices last week, good, uh, you know good practices this week, uh, which will continue. And uh, now thrilled to have him back, you know, from a depth standpoint.
Alex, you, you, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but the chunk plays and their ability to go deep. I'm curious about the discipline of your secondary in this game, because if they peak or they're worried about the run game, you know, they seem to run by people. So how disciplined are you guys going to have to be in the secondary to handle that? No, it's hugely critical, um, and, and making sure they have uh, you know great eye control. You know, you got one of the things we tell the secondary: you got to defend the run as a pass-first defender, and, and making sure that in uh, so much of what we do is that that you know would-be route runner you know will take you to the run, and you got to trust that as opposed to staring at the quarterback, and hopefully he's going to tell you a story, um, or or get you know, I, you know uh, for lack of a better way to put it, kind of lulled to sleep. You know, it's pound pound, and then all of a sudden they go up top, um, and so yeah, it, it's 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 discipline football. It, it's making sure that uh, you have a respect for your responsibility on every single snap. Uh, if you have a man just that, you're, you're, you're playing top-down defense. If, if you're a deep zone defender, um, you, you got to be willing to, to uh, you know, come off the, you know, the, the top deck you know, and, and support the run late and be okay being late and, and not get antsy and, and, and try to get there a click too soon and put yourself in a situation where someone can get behind you. Uh, it's, it's always really easy to communicate and talk, you know, in, in, uh, in this type of environment. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, there's a reason teams have success doing that offensively. And so we, we got to make sure that uh, we, 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 you know, start disciplined and, and stay disciplined and remain disciplined uh, throughout the course of the game. It seems like this year the Big 12, everyone's got a stud running back. Baylor's no different. Abram Smith doesn't maybe get talked about as much as some of the other guys. What have you kind of seen in your evaluation of him, and how does he stack up? What's his skill set like compared to you know some of the other talent backs you've seen this year? No, I, I think uh, you know the other thing that we, that we found out over, over the you know recent weeks and really over the course of the entire season is, is not just one back. I mean, you're you're watching wait, wait, who's this guy? You know, there's there's one and seven in the backfield. Wait, I thought we only had to deal with one of them type of thing. Um, but uh, you know, downhill runners, you know, guys that have top end speed. You know, you see them run away from people. You know, run through tackles. Um, you know, one of the evaluation tools, and, and, and it's this is I guess my evaluation that. Or how I would communicate, guys that don't mind getting tackled, meaning they run hard. Um, they're, they're they're not in the position to to let the or allow themselves to be in a position where the first guy just brings them to the ground and next play, or, or they run to the back of the offensive lineman and you know there wasn't a hole for me type of thing. They they able, they're able to find creases, create creases, um, uh, run hard, run explosive, um, and and like I said, you know really as you evaluate the entirety of their offense, just consistency. Uh, over the course of time. There's very few negative plays, very few no gains as you evaluate it. Guys falling forward, piles moving, um, and, and what looks like a small crease you know, all of a sudden turns into to an explosive run. So another huge challenge to, uh, once again, it's easy in this environment to say stop the run, but that, that uh, uh, it, it's something that uh, you know, certainly we got to do on Saturday. Man, that's some good news on Woody Washington potentially going forward. All right, as I mentioned, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, be looking for the Sooner Sports Podcast with Toby and I as we'll recap everything for you and our regular schedule. Tomorrow morning, that players-only edition of the Sooner Sports Talk with Lincoln Riley. That's going to be fun with Gabe and Teddy. That's coming up tomorrow on your podcast platform. And, and on Friday, you'll get Coach's Corner and, of course, the Scene Setter. Everyone have a great start to your week. Enjoy a little basketball. And until tomorrow, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.
The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.